0: Hello, and welcome to Day 14 of Walk and Be Well, a 28-day education and wellness walking program from the Church Pension Group. We all know the phrase, you are what you eat. Nonetheless, we are what we think is probably more consistently true. Our thoughts shape both our actions and our experience. Today, the Rev. Dr. Jackie Cameron and the Rev. Renee Miller talk about how our brains affect our health, and how the messages we tell ourselves can be shaped to nurture our well-being. So, lace up your shoes and start walking.
1: probably heard by now that exercise is good for your brain. But there's a lot about your brain that is essential for exercise as well, or is at least essential to success in making lasting change. Let's think about what's in there already. It might be good to begin by taking an inventory of the various positive and negative body-related thoughts, images, or feelings that have already taken residence in your mind? What sorts of messages have you received about the physical body from your family or other influential people early in your life? When I was about six years old, I remember some other kids teasing me and calling me skinny-bones. For reasons I can no longer fathom, I found this deeply offensive. But, my best friend Claude defended me and shouted back at them, she's not skinny, she's slender. Not bad for a first grader. But about 12 years later, and more than 100 pounds later, I was standing in the Wheaton College mailroom and talking with a male classmate who ended the now forgotten conversation by saying, that's okay, Jackie, you're just a big girl. I was mortified. At 5 foot 10 and 160 pounds, I was not exactly petite, but I wasn't fat either. The problem was, I was already unhappy with my body, and the negative, fat-themed mental tapes had been running frequently and loudly in my mind for years, so his words cut deeply. Unfortunately, Our faith tradition doesn't always help either. Think about it. What sorts of messages about bodies have you read in Scripture, or heard in church, or picked up from other parts of our tradition? Do we hear a lot of Psalm 139-esque awe at the body's beautiful complexity? What sorts of messages do we glean from the creation stories once sin had shackled nakedness to shame? And while I appreciate that there has been rampant misinterpretation of Paul's references to the flesh, it's probably fair to say that he doesn't exactly revel in things physical. And then, from the 1st century to the 21st century, Christian teachers and leaders have commonly taught that or at least implied that the body is nothing more than a dangerous distraction from the spiritual things that really matter, or worse, that the body is something that should be punished, regarded as shameful or harshly tamed. Don't believe it. Incarnation is also at the heart of our tradition. Admittedly, nobody completely understands it, But at the heart of orthodoxy is the insistence that Jesus was more than God temporarily encased in a body like a genie poured into a bottle or a nut in a shell. Our bodies are us. We are our bodies. They are worthy of wonder, gratitude, and care, no matter what they look like or what they can or cannot do. So, what kinds of inner tapes or soundtracks might play regularly in your mind, positive or negative? Often, these run in the background of our minds without our full awareness, so it's worth spending the time to pay attention to them and also to question their validity. What kinds of new habits of thought and action might we need to create? As you know, we can't always think ourselves out of a problem. Usually, we have to do something, too, like get out there and start walking, which is precisely what you are doing this month. But training your brain and learning to think differently about your body, your abilities, and about physical activity and exercise in general is also essential and will be a lifelong and life-saving practice. Creating some new mental messages or mantras can also be incredibly helpful. Rather than thinking, must lose weight, or stop being so lazy, or I'm not sure I can do this, try thinking of some positive images or action words. If you need a place to start, try simply repeating, strong and healthy or Be Strong, or Amazing, or I am a walker, or simply Thank You. And you can try different ones over the course of the month, but it might be interesting to make at least one habitual. Remember, your amazing brain is just as important for your walking transformation as your amazing heart and lungs and feet.
2: Awaken me, O God, to the wonder of my body, and increase in me an awareness of gratitude for it. There's a verse in the book of Proverbs that says, be careful how you think, Your life is shaped by your thoughts. If, for example, you think with your brain that you are a walker and enjoy walking, your life will begin to be shaped by that truth. And you'll find yourself wanting to lace up those Nikes and get out the door. The same truth holds for other areas of our lives. What we think about tends to become what we experience. If we think that things are noble and true, if we think about how our soul can be more deeply connected with God, if we think about the ways in which we can make a difference in our own and others' lives, we will find that our life is shaped and changed into those things. As you walk today, ask yourself what you think about throughout the day. See if your life seems to correspond. See if your brain is affecting your body. Here's a motivational tip for the day. When you find it difficult to get off the couch in order to walk, try giving your brain some new message to think about. Something like, I love going outside. Or, I'm continuing to get more healthy every day. Or, when I walk, I get new ideas.
0: Our music for today is Fran McKendry's My Heart Yearns and Awake. We hope you enjoy your day and remember to walk and be well.